Hey, security peeps, this is Renee Small with another episode of Breaking into Cybersecurity with Dr. Dan. It's Mondays with Dan. Um, Dan is a performance coach and psychologist, and he is here with us to share um, all of the things that we've been dealing with, especially over this past weekend. Um, so Dan, please introduce yourself. And we, this is our eighth week, ninth eighth, week? Yeah. Goodness. Yeah. Nice week on here. Time goes fast when we're having fun. That is true. So I'm, I'm uh, Dr. Dan Schaefer. My company is Peak Performance Strategies. Uh, I help people get a competitive edge in whatever they want to be doing. I'm not a clinical psychologist. I don't see patients. This is, this is not psychotherapy. This is all personal, individual, fast track strategies. Somebody, uh, told me what they felt it was like was street smart strategies for a competitive edge. And mm -hmm. so it's taking people from where they are to where they want to be and helping them find out where they want to be. And we've been talking for weeks now about why every one of my clients today is in 2025 working backwards. Uh, because when you go out to 2025 and I give you a magic wand and you wave it, then what does 2025 look like? When you do that, some interesting things happen. Your subconscious mind clicks in, which is what I use with my athletes. I work with professional football players and almost professional athletes in almost every sport and student athletes. Uh, what happens is your subconscious mind starts to move you in that direction. So it's uh, important to eliminate distractions. We're going to talk about a lot of that stuff that goes on here today. But it's, this is about you. This is about you personally. It's about your A-game. So I always start out with people working on their A-game. Once they have their A-game in, in, uh, under control or they can watch it, then uh, they can help other people with their A-game. Right. Team, team effort only works when everybody brings their A-game. One person brings their A-game and the rest of the team brings their D-game. Uh, it's like riding with your emergency brake on. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, that's a problem. Yeah, but at the the important thing is what we try to do with this program is to help people notice what's going on. Like if I was talking to Renee, one of the biggest issues that constantly comes up is the way people talk to themselves. So I would say, what does Renee hear Renee saying to Renee when Renee overhears Renee talking to Renee? And you can relate that back to yourself because we find that uh, self-talk is contaminating and yeah. negative self-talk is really contaminating. Yeah, it totally is. So, Dan, um, as we know, all of the stuff happening this week, people are super stressed out. Everybody, you know, it's unprecedented, I, I believe, and not in my lifetime, about what's been happening just, you know, on top of COVID-19, then um, the civil unrest in the United States, well, all over the world right now. Um, so people are... Um, really on edge and bringing your A-game right now is probably even more, more difficult um, and more uh, difficult to stay focused. That's something that's happened here over the past week or so. So um, one comment, or Kate Fabian already said, I, I'm glad I came here to listen to this. This is where I need to be um, today. So thank you, Fabian. Wanted to be here. So Dan, you know, again, any what advice do you have? Well, we we had, uh, you know, it's 
breaking things down into manageable parts. Uh, Renee and I talked about this before, <coughs> excuse me, before we started today. I think that what happened in Minneapolis with the police was the worst thing I've seen in, in, in a long, long time. And I think that uh, uh, all four of those people should be arrested. Uh, I think that uh, why it took so long, I have no idea. I cannot imagine anything taking that long. Anybody with any sense would look at what happened and say they should have been arrested, you know, five minutes after that happened. Uh, the second thing is, is that the protest, I think uh, legitimate protest is, is important, having a way to protest. But the other thing that I would caution people about is there are really people with passionate protest who are being used by anarchists. And people need to decide that, you know. Do you want, do you want to let your kid go to a protest? Do you want to protest yourself? That's all your personal call. Uh, I don't see where uh, the vandalism and the looting really uh, has any uh, has any imp imp import to this to making things change. So it's uh, it's taking a look at all of this, and, and the most important thing is to keep yourself safe, keep mm -hmm. your family safe, keep your kids safe, and stay as far away from this stuff as you possibly can. Right. Uh, but re real, real, I mean, from my perception, I mean, I've been around a long time. Well, <laughs> <laughs> we need words of wisdom right now, Dan, because you know, the, it is the, rough. The, the words of wisdom is be smart. I mean, there's a, there's a comedian, uh, a redneck comedian, and he, he says, you know, one of the things you can't, you can cure almost anything, but you can't cure stupid. Don't, don't let anybody try to be stupid or to use you. I mean, that's the worst part is when you see people who are being used by other people. Yeah, yeah. But it, it's way out of control at this point. Yeah, very much out of control. So with, with people having to, um, you know, stay focused um, on the task at hand with all of this swirling around, um, you know, we have the question going across, what do you need to have happen right now that's not happening? And I know for the folks that I've been talking to over the weekend, it's really like trying to stay focused. So we have, you know, obviously we, you know, we're in a great position to still have jobs and still be, um, you know, still be working on projects and just trying to just stay focused in all of this. And I know you've given tips before, but, um, with all of these converging events. So first you have COVID and you have that, um, you know, the everything surrounded being staying in, at, at home. Now we have uh, the George Floyd, um, uh, like, I feel like it's like another pandemic. <laughs> like it's just, it's just unbelievable. So how, you know, what do you, how do you stay focused? Well, I think it's a very interesting thing that people can do to, to take a look at how important concentration is. If everybody would just sit up straight in their chair and start to move their right foot clockwise, round and round, round and round, round and round, round and round. While your right foot is going clockwise, with your right hand, draw a big number six in the air. See, your foot went backwards. So the fact is it shows you just how... Uh, how important it is 
to notice when you're being distracted. So if people, the people I work with silo the events that they silo their projects, they silo what they want to do so they can go from one silo to the other uh, and, and focus on that and all the time being very much aware. Even now, you will become aware of when you're distracted from something you're doing. If you're looking at something, don't do anything with the distraction immediately. Just notice that you're being distracted. Now, how do you bring yourself back? Uh, this is like my, my hockey goaltenders. I'll give you an example I take from sports. And I believe that the only difference between sports and business is that, that uh, sports happens faster. Uh, so what I, I said to one of them, I said, what's it like when you perform at your best? And everybody can think about this themselves. What's it like? What does it look like, feel like, and sound like when you perform at your best? And when you can identify what that's like, then you can identify the microsecond you're distracted. So I would say to my goalies, hockey goaltenders, which I worked with for 20 years, what, uh, what's it like when you perform at your best? And they say, well, I don't hear any crowds. The puck is the size of a dinner plate, and the game moves very slowly. Anytime one of those three things change, I know I'm... Uh, I know I'm losing my concentration. So how do you bring yourself back in? Uh, if you put your thumb up and just focus intently on the back of your thumbnail, as if your eyes are a laser, and without taking your eyes off your thumbnail, you become aware of something on your right, and you become aware of something on your left, uh, and then get all those three things together, the center of your thumbnail, without moving your eyeballs, the center of your thumbnail, Whatever's on the right, whatever's on the left, when you get all those three things together, you find that you can't think of anything. It brings you right back into where you are and what you need to do. So the question is, is if you can control your mind game, if you're aware of how your mind game plays out, if in your preparation for competition you are aware that you're going into an environment where there might be some distractions, then how do you constantly bring yourself back in? But you can't control but you can't see, hear, or feel. So if you can, if you know how it feels when you're when you're focused, if you know how it, it what what happens to sounds around you, then you can bring yourself back in. But it's the thing that most people that work with me who really want stuff to happen fast uh, focus on is how they control their mind game, and that becomes really important today. Yeah. So Ben says, and just like that, people across the world are raising their right feet and drawing numbers in the air at their desks. <laughs> 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 That's right, Ben. We all did it. So Amon wants isn't it, isn't it isn't it amazing how that works? Now, why <laughs> does that work? I don't care why. I only care that it does. <laughs> so, you know, if some it's it's the other thing is that people will say, How do I control, how do I control self-talk? How do I control the internal chatter that goes on and on and on and on and on? Most times, the self-talk is contaminating. You beat yourself up. Well, there's a way to stop that. I'm going to show everybody now. And Ben, you're going to love this. Just stick your tongue up to the roof of your mouth. When your tongue is on the roof of your mouth, you can't think of anything. Everything stops. So, so the question is, is that now, where does that play important? I work. Uh, maybe I mentioned it one or the other. I work with professional athletes, but I work with golfers. And anybody who's a golfer who wants to shut their mind down just before they hit a ball, 
Just focus on the ball at the top of your backswing. Put your tongue to the roof of your mouth, and you will not think of any last shot, anything. You'll be playing right from your subconscious mind. But that these are important tools that I, I give I give to kids, kids who want to go in and for tests. And but it's it's interesting stuff. It's all about stuff that people will do that they will never tell you about. You know, I mentioned to Renee some years ago, I had a program that I'm just starting to revise. And anybody who's into this it, called the 888 program, eight keys to a competitive edge, eight hours straight over eight weeks. Uh, and it's, it's a competitive edge strategy to fast track people uh, with what, with, with whatever they want to have happen. So what I suggest is go to my website, click on 888. If you have a question, call me about it and we'll talk about it find out if this is for you or not or your team of people or not right and dan's been talking to a number of folks coming from linkedin that have seen seen us here at answering asking questions you all have been asking your questions dan has been providing the answers and um they've been reaching out to him and a number of leaders have reached out so um if you are here and you either have a team and or a leader yourself and want um, or even an individual contributor um, and, and need these types of strategies. Dr. Dan has been has revived the 888 program. I think Dan, when I met you, what, 10, 12 years ago, you had it was it was out. Yep. The 888 program was out. Yeah. Yeah. At that time, it was eight keys to competitive edge for eight hours straight. For only yeah. eight people, right. including lunch. <laughs> yes, I remember that. I was there. <laughs> so Amon but, says. But uh, Amon asked a great question. How do we draw parallels from lessons mm -hmm. learned in what's happening right now and apply it to our careers? Well, it really has to do with what do you want to have happen right now? It's making sure you have a target and keeping in mind that a lot of the things that I do with individuals individuals use right again and trying to get their clients. I would have to know what your role is, what you want to have happen. Uh, it, it may be uh, moving from one position to another. It may be navigating the shark infested waters of moving up in your company. Uh, it may be uh, uh, looking for a job, interviewing people. So each one is, each one is different, but you'd be amazed at how many people don't have a target. It's like me giving you a, a, a bow and arrow, a, a quiver of arrows, and I'd say, okay, hit the target. And you say, where's the target? Well, I don't know. I don't have a target. So it's establishing a target. The interesting part about this and how this compares to sports is that everybody, anybody who's an athlete realizes that what they're doing is, uh, uh, is, is coming from their training that's been implanted in their subconscious mind. And the subconscious mind must act out every thought, image, or idea you put into it. So yeah. when you put one of these ideas in where you want to be, your subconscious mind drags you toward it. You just have to sit back and watch it happen. It is astounding. Yeah. But most people don't do it. And the people who do will never, ever tell you about it. I have a, aside from Renee, I have a horrible referral system. Because my, <laughs> my best clients never talk about me. I mean, if, if I help you, if I help you knock three to six strokes off your golf game, 
you're not going to run to your friends and say, hey, this is how I do this. <laughs> you know, you want a secret weapon. Well, but we've talked about this too, that, that people have to prepare to compete. People are competing in a business world, whatever it is. I mean, every cybersecurity professional is competing against people who are trying to penetrate their systems. It's a constant competition. I used the analogy when I talked to a couple of people offline about this. It's like standing under, under Niagara Falls. The water never stops. Mm-hmm. So when can you let down your guard? Yeah. Or not. Especially in, in this profession. Okay, so Fabian says, I am an ex-football player. So that he's one of – so, Dan, there's, a, there's another um, – he wrote a longer comment, and then I put the second piece up. But he says, I'm an ex-football player. I have won many awards. I've traveled around the world because of football. The moment football was taken from me from a freak accident, my life changed, and I went into a state of depression, and I lost my train of focus. I'm now in a position where I'm focusing more, but it's more of a distraction than an actual focus, which is truly affecting my – um, work life as well as my social life. I journal and do my best to focus, but I'm having such a mental block um, to become a better me. How can I fix this? And I hope this all makes sense. And then he also adds, I have a master's in information technology and it's hard to find a job without certifications. Okay. Uh, if Fabian wants to give me a call uh, offline, we could talk about that about finding a job without certifications, that falls right in Renee's, Renee's wheelhouse. I mean, I don't know what certification, how much people go with certifications, where you get the certifications. Yeah. Uh, so Fabian, in regards to the certification piece um, and just having a master's in, in IT, it is, and I saw, I think I saw that you're, you're in a help desk in an IT role right now. I don't know if it's relatively easy to move around within your company, um, some of the things that people have said over breaking into cybersecurity um, as the way they've gotten opportunities recently within the past year or so, a lot has been networking. So exactly what you're doing here on LinkedIn, connecting with other people in the field, um, all of these online um, conferences, you know, join them, uh, participate. If you have a topic that you'd like to speak about at some of these conferences, they tend to want people to come in and speak about various topics. So, you know, really providing everything is virtual at this point um, and getting as many eyeballs in front of you and what you're passionate about is really um, one of the key ways. Doing the networking on LinkedIn, commenting on people, you know, exactly what you're doing here, but commenting specifically about opportunities, um, the roles that are out there, um, uh, and your your passion, what you're interested in in IT, and what you're interested, what you do when you're not working um, in your career, because every single time I get a call from a, a leader and a manager looking for people, curiosity and passion are the two top things they look for, especially in the cybersecurity space. So I know you're looking for other ways into, into um, IT, but that's one of the ways. So Dan, I, would, I, I want to just jump right back in on that question again, because if you could take the information that you, if you can look carefully at what you did, it made you a great football player. Uh, taking that sports piece over, that competitive nature, the dedication to training, uh, that can set you apart from other people 
who are applying for the same position. So, uh, I mean, I've seen that with uh, uh, people who've uh, interviewed, who had high-level martial arts training, who interviewed for, for uh, financial service positions, and they were selected because of their martial arts training in addition to what they knew about financial services and currency trading. But it's the dedication that that says a tremendous amount about what you've done, but it's sometimes we find people are not really aware of how good they are at what they do. Everybody on this call knows a lot more than you know that you know, but it's tying it together. So if you want to give me a call, we can kick it around and I'll see if I can help you out with it. That'd be great. So Dan, um, I want to go back to 2025 because I think especially during this time, you know, being in 2025, looking backwards, you're always, you know, I, gosh, I think I met you in 2010 and you were saying, you were talking about 2015 looking backwards. Right. right. And so I, I think that especially during a time like this, when, you know, there's so much chaos, there's so much influx, people's emotions are just riding high, all of, there's all these distractions, there's all of this, um, you know, literally so many things converging. Um, and thinking about being in 2025, truly putting yourself in 2025, looking backwards, I think is such a key component. And we talk about it probably every, I don't know, every week or every other right. week, but bringing it up right now, I think is really important. Um, for people. And that's one of your signature, you, you're the only person I've ever heard talk about this. So, well, you know what it is, first of all, people are told you have to set goals. This is absolutely not goal setting. This is dreaming because you close your, and I, frankly, what I do with, with private clients and some groups, I use hypnosis to help people do this very quickly because there's a couple of things that I'm finding over the last eight to 10 years is that slow is not working anymore. People want to have stuff happen fast. They don't have time for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. So I catamize my program, the 888 over eight weeks. But the point is, is people don't want to have to wait for a long time. So it's planning a strategy. It's keeping emotion out of the mix what distracts you? Emotion will, will blow you out of the water every single time. So it's being able to go in and be focused and focused on what's, what's happening. But what happens is when you, when you use this process to imagine what 2025 looks like and you put some time and you invest some time in it, uh, you find that you don't have to do it. Your subconscious mind takes over. It's amazing. I mean, I've, I've got people now I know who are – uh, who, when they were eight, wanted to be a professional baseball player. And uh, he just turned down um, turned down an, an offer from a, a major baseball team to go to college. But the point is, is that the dream drags you toward it. My job for people is to help them get out of their way and stay out of their way with the dream. Because this, so the thing that, will, that always pulls people off is being distracted. But once you had, once you set that dream and you go at the dream, you don't have to, your subconscious mind will drag you toward it. You'll start to make the right decisions. Give you an example. People, you know, I 
I have a client now who's got a pretty big construction company. And what he did is he just sent me his organizational chart. I want to see what the organization looks like. And I said to him, where do you want to be in this organization? What's your next step? How do you want to get there? What are your plans to get there? And each one of these plans really become different. And it's all individual. There's no hard and fast, cut and dried, pre-canned system for this. Everything becomes individual. So what do you need to have happen? And and that's really what comes back and what's important for people. Renee, we still on? I don't know if anyone can hear us, but we've lost part of our video. Are you back? I'm back. Okay. Had some internet challenges. Sorry about that. And I know that I was telling you that from before. From before, I had internet problems this weekend. So glad that. I'll just back up a little bit and go back to the 2025 piece. Is it's dreaming 2025? Now, does it defy conventional wisdom? Absolutely. People say focus on what's here, but. If you can learn to use to let your subconscious mind run a lot of what's going on, since it already does, I'll come back to our football player. When he played football, he made plays, and after they were over, he'd say, "How did I ever do that?" Because the training was already in the subconscious mind. So that's yeah. you know, yeah. And, and if if I didn't cover the question enough, my numbers. We're going to give you my number. Give me a call, text me. We'll find a time to talk about it. Uh, and also, oh, if you go to my website, which is danshaferphd.com, uh, and the, the phone number's all over the place. There are videos on it. Click on the videos. The videos that take you back to a whole wide variety of issues and, and things that people deal with. There's a... Uh, there's a presentation on there that I did for an international facility managers organization that talks about the cost of myths. How many people who are operating in their business or themselves are operating on myths? And a lot of them, and it's cost of money. The other mm-hmm. thing is, is that we've talked about this before. I believe that everybody on this call is a CEO of their own company. Uh, if you go on there, go on the website, look on articles, look for you incorporated. It really talks about how you really are the CEO of your own company and presenting yourself that way. And, uh, looking at your life that way really brings you back to the situation of saying, you know, every de- if I am the CEO of my own company, every decision I make is a business decision. Mm-hmm. Not not social decisions. Take this with kids. I mean, I have I have uh, three kids who are probably uh, these are clients who are ninth grade, tenth grade, eleventh grade. They all have business cards. I'm running a company, and when when a kid sees himself as a CEO of their own company, uh, they operate differently. Mm-hmm. They don't want to do anything to foul it up, and they don't want to let anybody else do anything that will foul it up. And they realize that every decision is a business decision, what they eat, what they drink, what they smoke, who they talk to. God knows what they post on Facebook, you know, those type of things. 
Yeah. But it's making sure a kid doesn't do something to derail themselves. Right. Aman said, yes, please. I'm, I guess you guys want Dan's number. If anybody wants Dan's number, let me know. I will send it to you in uh, direct message. It's all over his website, but Dan loves to be te loves text. You could text him directly and he will be happy to set up a time to talk and then you all can take it from there privately behind the scenes. And you can get a lot more information. You know, if you go on my website, once again, which is danshaferphd.com, uh, scroll through it, look at the information there. It may bring up some ideas that you have, some thoughts that you have. Uh, take a look at that 888 program. Uh, it's probably going to be limited to about 20 people uh, starting in July. So, uh, and it's going to be interactive. So, uh, you know, it, it's, uh, it's important. It's important stuff to the people who want it to be important. Yeah. But somebody who's competing with you will never give you that number. <laughs> that is the truth. That you know, true. we had a very interesting I went to a, I went to a holiday party and a guy came up to me and he said uh, he said I have to thank you. He said I played the best golf I've ever played in my life this year. I said, "Well, thanks for the compliment." I said, "But I don't know who you are." He said, "No, I know you don't." He said, I heard you giving some tips to the guys in the golf cart you were with. He said, I don't know if they did it, but I did. <laughs> so it's just really interesting. Yeah, for sure. So, Dan, we're at the half an hour mark. Um, folks, thank you all for being here. Dan, thank you for being here, answering everyone's questions and giving us some words of wisdom as we continue to navigate during times that I, I know many of us have never seen before in our lifetime um and you'll be back next week right right absolutely i'm not leaving i'm just gonna sit here next week <laughs> <laughs> same place same time, same place, same time. But, but if you if you uh, uh check uh come into this program regularly uh take a look at my website come up with some questions and then if anything comes up, and, you know, the other thing is I have a speed dial system. If somebody, I work with clients that, that have said to me, oh, I wish I called you sooner. Or people who want to understand when I'm talking about a strategy moving up within a company, how do you do that? That's the kind of thing I help people do. And it becomes very, very costly not to do it. Yeah, I, I don't like to have people rolling the dice. People who are in cybersecurity are not rolling the dice on on uh, on what's happening next, they're making efforts to really uh, control uh, control the attacks that they have and mitigate that. So, yeah. So, excellent. Okay, folks. Well, thank you for joining us for another special edition of Breaking into Cybersecurity. Thanks for your questions and comments, and we will see you again next Monday on Mondays with Dan. Have a good week, everyone. Bye. Bye.